Welcome to another episode of The Attic. Tonight on The Attic, I know you had tuned in to hear the story of the boo hag. Well, and you know Kurt's been working on this story for over a year, as we said last week. With circumstances beyond our control, and I mean beyond our control, have limited us to be able to hear this story of the boo hag tonight. I am going to leave it at that, and I'm going to let you let Kurt tell you next week why we can't hear the story of the boo hag tonight. It's fascinating. So, what are we going to talk about tonight? Well, as you know, we encourage our listeners to send in their stories. So tonight I thought I'd read you three of the stories from our listeners. And we want your emails all the time, so I'm picking out three stories. The first story comes from Kathy. Now, Kathy tells the story of when she was 16 years old, her mother got very sick and eventually died. But as they were sitting around the mother's bed, the mother called everyone in, and she talked to all the kids, Kathy's brothers and sisters, and told them, look, I need you guys to stay together. I need you guys to meet on holidays and keep the families going. And she turns to her husband and says, look, I know we were soulmates, but I would like that you not marry. I'm the only one for you. And of course, on her deathbed, the husband agreed. Now, this went on, and he stayed single for two years. Kathy, by this time now, was 18 years old. And he met a woman at work. And eventually married this woman. But every time the woman would come over the house, strange things would happen in the house. Every time she put her clothes in the closet, as the stepmother eventually moved into the house, things started getting worse and worse. The stepmother's possessions would turn up missing. The stepmother's clothes would turn up missing. Her makeup, missing. Everything happened to the stepmother and no one else. So it turned out that after a year living at the house, the stepmother said, look, I I can't take this anymore. Um, Something's going on here, and it sounds to me like it might be supernatural. And that's when the husband said to her, look, my ex-wife told me never to marry again. I'm sorry, but it might sound like that's her what's coming from. Well, the stepmother, after a year and a half to two years, decided, I don't need any more of that. And moved out. And they got a divorce. And all of the stuff stopped in the house. Now, you can take that with a grain of salt. But I've heard other stories where spirits don't like individuals that move into the house. 
and you can see that all the time in any story, any any TV show you watch about that. They don't like certain things messing with their surroundings. Now, our second story comes from a gentleman by the name of Earl. Now, this story, according to Earl, happened many, many years ago. Now, Earl, he says, I'm 67 years old. So this happened when I was about 12 years old. Now, this isn't your normal supernatural story. It's just kind of a weird story. So I just thought I'd tell it. It says here that Earl and his family used to go to his grandfather's farm for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Now, they lived out in the country, and they lived in a, a, a nice farmhouse with a huge barn next to it. Now, the barn was kind of decrepit and falling down. But Earl said it was always a fascinating place, being a young kid, that, you know, barns, you go in there in the daylight and you see certain things like pitchforks, shovels, hoes, you know, things like that. Things that, you know, for little guys could mess with. Well, he also was fascinated it, fascinated it. I don't even know what that word is. He was also fascinated at it at night you know being a young kid you like scary things and this thing here was scary at night so being that they would only go over there for christmas and um thanksgiving you know with the time change and everything it would get darker sooner than later so what he's what he says here is he would go out to the barn at night and walk through it now of course, he had to take a lantern with it because there wasn't any electricity because the barn was run down. So he took a lantern out with him one night, and he's walking through the barn and looking at all the nooks and crannies, and there's a hayloft. And he decides to go up in the hayloft, and he shines the lantern up in the hayloft. And in the hayloft is a person laying there. Well, he runs downstairs, he runs into his family's house, and he yells to his dad, hey, I saw something out in the barn. Well, they kind of just, because nobody's used the barn. He said, no, there's a person in the barn. So they go out to the barn, and sure enough, there is a dead body in the barn upstairs in the hayloft. So they call the sheriff, and the sheriff comes over, and there's, the dead body had been up there for about a week. And it had been hacked with a hatchet. So here, here 10-year-old Earl is. He finds a dead body. Just like in Stand By Me. And what he has to say, the weird thing is that Earl mentions is his grandfather had lived next to the barn where a dead body was for a week without even knowing it. Turns out the body is the neighbor, two houses up, who uh, had been missing for a week. They hadn't been able to find him. His wife had put in a missing uh, complaint with the sheriff's department. And it turns out the body is in his grandfather's barn. Now, that's not supernatural. That's just weird as hell. That there's a dead body in your house or in your barn. Now, 
Turns out also that a month later, the the body had owed money to another neighbor, refused to pay, and the neighbor was charged with killing the other guy. And I don't know why he stuffed the body in the grandfather's barn, but uh, there's a dead body in the, in the grandfather's barn, which, as a 10-year-old, is kind of neat and scary at the same time, according to Earl. Now, I don't count that as a supernatural story. That's just a weird story. And as you know, on the attic, we not only have weird, supernatural, but we have unexplained and just downright creepy stories. And that ranks as a downright creepy story. Now, the third story comes from none other than my aunt. I forgot to tell you this last week, so I'm going to tell it to you. My aunt, God bless her soul, has passed. But my aunt worked at a collection agency. And she knew two ladies from the collection agency who practiced black magic. Now, you know, when you say practice black magic, what does that mean? Well, they tried to put spells on people. And mostly tried to put spells to get men to like them. Because they were not the prettiest or, let's just say they were downright homely. That's according to my aunt. Now, the story goes that they would come into work and they would like... For the men that they like that work or who wanted them, they would go around and pick up hair out of their combs or things like that. Because this is going back. Now, men use combs then, not hairbrushes. And they would go around and they would get the hair if they left their comb there or something that they tasted and left it on their desk. You know, I guess their saliva. I'm not sure how that works. I'm not into black magic. But the story is that they decided, both of them, to conjure up some spirit to put a spell, a love potion, on an individual at work to fall in love with one of them. Now, they had the black candles and they had the the pentagrams. So, I mean, they're going pretty evil to do this. The story, according to my aunt, was, and she talked to both of them was that one night they decided to do this. Now, they were in a... I I guess they lived together, maybe? I don't know. But picture this. It's a room, two beds, so I guess they each had their bed, and two doors coming into the room. I don't know, maybe that led off into a living room and a... I don't know, something else. But there were two doors coming into the room. So what they did is... They drew the pentagram on the floor. They put the black candles in and they went with the conjuring up the spirit to help them in their love potion. Well, obviously something went wrong because the candles went out, the doors flew open, 
and flew shut. Well, obviously scared them to death that they decided, that's it, I'm done with this black magic. But this night, when they were practicing black magic, the one lady was scared so bad that the next day she came into work. Now, I don't know if this, how this happens, but I've heard about it. The next day she came in work and she had a gray streak in her hair where it scared her so bad her jet black hair turned gray. Now, that ties in the supernatural. Do not mess with the supernatural. And especially evil supernatural. Because you never know what it can do for you. Or what it can do to you. Not for you, to you. That story is directly from my aunt, who's passed away. Like I said, God rest her soul. And she told me those two ladies came into work, and one of them was scared so bad, it turned her hair gray. Now, I think if you look up on Google, you can find stories where hair is turned gray. I know this was an abbreviated episode of The Attic. And this was one that we had to throw together real quick because our listeners demand our stories every week. And we try to help and we try to satisfy our listeners. So tune in next week for the story, I guarantee, by Kurt of the Boo Hag. That concludes another episode of, and a short episode of, The Attic.